Worldwide with Jazz Groupies. And you're listening to the K-Jazz Radio Show with my guy, Nwaku, on 97.2 FM, Johannesburg. Peace. Well, our next guest is a jazz artist for the hip-hop generation. Jose James artfully blurs the lines between traditional and contemporary jazz, hip-hop, soul, funk, pop, and rock. With 11 albums under his belt, he is an award-winning recording artist and has collaborated with many notable artists such as Flying Lotus, Robert Glasper, Layla Hathaway, Liddy C, Hello Black, and Jason Moran. His latest project is simply titled On and On. Jose James sings Erika Badu, or rather sings Badu, and it finds him throwing down the gauntlet on the past 100 years of jazz singing while charting a path forward for the culture. Downbeat magazine reckons he's found his Baduism and he joins us this Sunday to talk about this project and so much more. Kofifi FM, please help me welcome back to South Africa, Jose James, also known as JJ. Hello, sir. Welcome to the K-Jazz Show. Yes, yes. Peace and blessings. It's great to be here. It is a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. You know, this is not the first time that you are talking to your audiences here in South Africa. And you were here, I think it was in 2016, you know, for the Joy of Jazz Festival that was held here in Johannesburg. Mm. Let's reflect on that experience. How was it like for you to perform here? You know what? Just breathtaking. Um, it was like a whole trip to remember. Far too short, unfortunately. Um but the impression that it left on me was was profound. Um, you know, from the the staff at the festival, the other artists at the festival, and of course all the the community, the fans, the music lovers. Um, it was amazing, man. You know, it was, it was it was incredible, and I felt like the the audience was more musical than me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we get that quite a lot. We get that kind of thing. We just know the music so well, you know, and you and I get together this Sunday to talk about your new offering. Well, in fact, the latest offering that is on and on, you know, like Downbeat says, you found that Baduism. And this project, you know, sees you taking jazz singing and bringing it together with the works of Erika Badu, a refreshing take on her music. Why did you decide to reimagine this work? I think after I did the Bill Withers project, Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of opened up the possibility of what could be sort of interpreted uh, as a jazz singer, you know, because I think the primary role of a jazz singer historically has been interpreting other people's work. You know, jazz artists don't often, jazz singers don't often write their own material, maybe a couple of songs here and there. But um, when you think of Frank Sinatra or Nat King Cole, people like that, uh, Elvis Gerald, they didn't write their own material. They interpreted what was considered the the best pop music of their day, more yeah. or less. And for me, um, once I did the Bill Withers, it kind of gave me the courage to to go into my generation's sort of greats because there is a, a thing about um, hip hop where it's like no biting, you know. And I respect that like completely. Yeah. And I think it people have to understand this is an interpretation. This is not somebody it's not a cover album it's not a cover project um and badu i think more than anybody has really single-handedly shaped the the u.s side of of how black music has evolved in the avant-garde meets pop world you know like whether it's working with you know mad lib or jay dilla or james poiser you know uh roy hargrove yeah uh, or you know musina or you know all of the people she's collaborated with not to mention all the rappers and 
people that she touches, um, you know, it's it's profound. And the more I thought about it, besides her songwriting, I was like, man, her influence is so great. And we don't really talk about it publicly. We all kind of know, but you know, it's like every time jazz has kind of made this step forward in that space, like black radio with Robert Glasper, she was a part of it. You know, every time the roots made that step forward, she was a part of it. She's always kind of been there supporting and uplifting either uh in front of the mic or or behind the scenes you know so i thought it was it was important to kind of recognize that part of her too give her flowers as it were absolutely absolutely mm. because sometimes some of these artists you know like you know prince or badu or um david bowie you know they have such huge personas and you kind of forget about their roots you know like prince was just one of the illest guitar players of all time you know badu is one of the most profound poets and songwriters and lyricists of her time, you know? Yeah. Um, same with Bowie. And I think it's it's easy to sort of forget that part of their craft, you know? That's right. You know, in fact, this is the third songbook, if I may call it that. I mean, you did. We've just spoken about the music of of, of Bill Withers, you know, and we've also, uh, um, in 2015, you, you, you also reimagined Yesterday I Had the Blues by uh, Billie Holiday. Now, out of the three, you know, including on and on with uh, the music of Badu, which of the three tributes was an easier journey to travel, you know, to recreate and pay tribute to? It's a great question. I would say none of them were easy <laughs> because, uh, I mean, in a way, in a way, the Billie Holiday one, there was less pressure because she has passed away. She's an ancestor. So it was more like, and she's also been covered quite a lot. And you know, there've been a lot of tribute albums to her. So I didn't feel that sort of pressure in the same way that I did with, with Bill Withers, you know, who I met, who, who was very much alive while we made the project. And um, we spoke to about the project yeah. and his family, you know, who uh, Corey Withers joined me on stage quite a few times. Um, so that's a different sort of level of like pressure where you're like, oh, like he's here, like this ain't, <laughs> <laughs> this this ain't uh this ain't in the past you know this is very much living music with a living songwriter and with Baidu it was sort of that to the next level because um you know I think with 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 Bill Withers since he hadn't performed really publicly since the 70s there was this sort of excitement around just being able to see his music live again and in a very respectful way um and that was pretty cool but with Badu's thing she's touring she's she's bigger than ever right now so it was kind of yeah. like yeah I, I really felt the pressure of like if I get this one wrong it's going to be real bad for me you know yeah and inescapable yeah. <laughs>
fans would be overprotective of her work. Oh, for sure. I was very nervous. Um, but ultimately, I think that's sort of the, put it like this, I'm more nervous of, of not playing my role in music. And I think my role in jazz and spe- specifically is to try to open doors and, and push things forward and say, well, yeah, I'm, I'm still a jazz dude, but I can do this too. 
Yeah. And without, without sacrificing the depth of the music. And, you know, I really believed that, um, which was true, Badu's music, there, it contains so much soil of that, of John Alice Coltrane, Farrell Saunders, and, you know, Freddie Hubbard, and all of it, that it was right. like, it, this, ain't, this ain't really a stretch. Um, but yeah, I was definitely nervous that, you know, people would, wouldn't get it. Like, the jazz people would be like, oh, this is, he's doing another hip-hop record or something. Right. Or the the Badu fans would be like, nah, this is not it. So we we spent a lot of time getting it right. You know, the sound, the concept, um, yeah. production, the selection. You know, really making it cohesive. Like, cause I wanted it to be a standalone album That's that right. complemented her work. Yeah. 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 And on the project, you know, um, you worked with two female saxophonists, Eben Dorsey and Diana Zabar, of course, Afro-Ukrainian saxophonist on the project. Let's talk about, you know, why it was important for you, you know, to showcase these two talented Black musicians on this project. Absolutely. Um, mm. They're both incredible, incredible voices uh, and and very distinct as well, you know. And, you know, there's a lot of reasons for that. You know, first of all, they're just talented. They're incredibly talented. And it's part of my band leading to always showcase new and young talent. I think that's part of the tradition of jazz right. uh, in particular. And, you know, with Badu's music, obviously she's a strong Black woman, a queen of, of the scene. And, you know, I was like, we have to feature young Black women on this. It's really important. Mm. Um, and it's also their space, you know? That's right. Um, so I wanted to, I knew I wanted some sax players, but I wanted them to fill a role almost like a rapper would have, you know what I mean? So I had to find people who could think a bit differently about the role of what a soloist does in that format. Mm. And these two definitely came prepared. You know, they, they, they understood. And that's the cool thing about working with younger artists. You know, you, you just throw something at them and they're not phased. They don't have a whole thing to unlearn. Mm. You know, if I had called people my age, they'd be like, well, you know, I spent 20 years getting my sound right and my thing. I got this rep to, I don't know if I want to play through, you know, a filter or a phaser like I had Emma Dorsey play on the healer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she was like, yeah, let's go. Boom. Like, <laughs> you know, like hip hop. <laughs> so, you know, um, unfortunately, the music business and, you know, I'm speaking from experience in jazz mm. is still incredibly sexist, you know, wow. and how it plays out for, um, for women, particularly women of color is extreme where they don't get the calls. They don't get the gigs. You know, there's a lot of talented musicians who are not working, you know, just yeah. because they're not getting that experience. And there is a time and I'm saying this for the young artists too out there, like where you're not, as good as you think you are for all of us. And you just have to, somebody has to put you on, put you on some gigs, put you on some records. And that's how you learn. There's no amount of practicing before that that's going to get you ready. You have to just dive in and do it. But somebody has to give you the opportunity. And, and unfortunately, far too often, young women are not getting that phone call. They're not getting those opportunities. That's um, I do want to shout out Terry Lynn Carrington, who is leading the charge and has been for decades, um, not only in her own work, but for providing opportunities for young women in the game, and Dee Dee Bridgewater as well. Um, but it, it, there's, we have a long way to go. We have a long way to go. My eyes are green 
I'm spending time here with JJ, otherwise also known as Jose James, here on Coffee FM 97.2. This Sunday, he is our cover story, and we're exploring his music and everything else in between, as uh, we do every single last Sunday of the month here on the KJS show. Now, um, you know, often, JJ, when one listens to your catalog, you are jazz, you are neo-soul, you are hip-hop. Sometimes, or some have even referred to you as genre chameleon, where no one really, you know, can place you in a specific box. Has this always been the intention for you, though? Uh, yes and no. You know, hmm. I think I think uh, it's a good question. You know, when my first album came out, I was very in a jazz-jazz mind state. And Giles Peterson actually said, yo, like, I know you love Coltrane. I know you love Miles and Billy and all that stuff. But he's like, but you're young. Like, you're wearing the fitted Yankees hat. Like, you're, you're hip hop. Like, why don't we bring some of that in? So he was actually the one who um, suggested I do the cover of Freestyle Fellowships, Park Bench People. And sort of the success culturally of that cover um, opened up a lot of doors for me and a lot of other people too, where it was like, oh, there is a space where you can sort of do it as a jazz singer. Because a lot of people have done it obviously as rappers or musicians, you know, Guru, Jazzmatazz, Digbo Planets, Tribe Called Quest, you know, there's a long list of those kind of collaborations, Buckshot LaFunk, you know, Mm. but there's not a lot of jazz singers who have like brought hip hop into the music. You know, um, I, I, I can't I'm struggling to think of anybody else, to be honest, who's really done it. Um, not trying to brag. I'm just literally trying to think who else did that. You know, I, I don't think anybody else has. Um, yeah. And like so once people kind of wrap their head around the dreamer, they're like, oh, this kid, he kind of does it all. This is like so interesting. It just kind of, you know, I, like I'm not ever trying to be a throwback artist. I'm never trying to be, you know, living in the 50s or the 60s or what have you. Like I'm very much present in today mm. um, because I think you have to meet people in the industry where we are, you know. Yeah. make music for for us for real people we're living today you know yeah. um but at the same time like i refuse to be sort of boxed in by the industry of jazz um which does very much live in the past unfortunately it's yeah i would say 90 90% maybe even 95% yes in the past and 5% on the lucky chosen few who become like the poster boy or girl for jazz for like 
um, a year. At the and most. I, yeah. I mean, literally, I was I was telling uh, my label boss, Tali, yesterday, we were laughing because I got a notification on Spotify saying, like, the new Chet Baker single was out, you know? And I'm like, we're like, that's it, you know? Yeah. Like, the new Chet <laughs> Baker single, like, yo, and I love Chet Baker, but like, bro, come on, like, like, and so when you have gone? to, <laughs> right, you know, and, and we're the only genre that's competing with the past in that way, you know? There's, yeah. You're not, you're not, you're not looking at like rap radar and you're seeing like Houdini release, you know, or like the, you know what I'm saying? Like making the proverbial comeback, <laughs> right. You know, or, or re-releasing stuff from, the you past. know, 85 yeah. and 87 and stuff. It's like, nah, man, hip hop is, is like, if it was three months ago, that's old. We want yeah. it. Let's go, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I, I, uh, that's why I, I refuse to get pigeonholed and, you know, it's definitely, I've definitely taken some hits mm -hmm. over the years career-wise, money-wise, because of those choices. But I think artistically, they've been smart because I am still here and I'm still relevant. I'm still valid. And now um, I can do anything I want. I have a freedom that I think most jazz singers don't have.
stay home every day. Sundays on Kofifi FM 97.2 She appeared in the distance Like a prayer She appeared in my life like a dream. Only have remember she entered my heart, stayed a while. She entered my heart, stayed a while, made me the smile, then gone, gone from my life, yeah. Her love was like a burning flame of desire Desire Baby, just set my body free Make me free To love Make me free to know how it feels. 
just gotta learn on your own, yeah.
Why do you think that there are so many female jazz singers and less or maybe a few are male and at the same time, more male instrumentalists or, instru- or, or rather players, you know, as it is the females. What are your thoughts mm. on this? Is it, is it like an industry standard, especially around jazz? I think it's just sexism, plain and simple. You know, uh, the women historically haven't gotten the work or the attention um, and yeah, women had had opportunities to to sing, which is not to knock anyone's talent. But you know, look at Sarah Vaughn. I mean, she could have had a career as just a pianist. She was incredibly gifted as a piano player. Yeah. Um, and you know, someone like Nat King Cole had the the ability to to go between. But you know, he 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 had that um, privilege to be able to walk away from a successful piano career um women don't have that option you know even people who have been in the game a long time you like Lakeisha Benjamin who's finally getting her flowers now but she's been in the game for decades you know she's been that killing forever and people are talking about like she's a new artist you know and so you kind of gotta you gotta laugh and you gotta support just keep supporting but that's it man It's, it's um you know when you look at big bands when you look at when you look at any band, my band included, you know, like mm. it's mostly men, mm. it's mostly men. And it's this, it's this cycle of, and I hear this talk all the time. It's like, oh, like she's not, she's not ready. She's not good enough. That's why she's not getting the call. And it's like, but everybody is not ready. Everybody's not good enough, but the men get the call. And, you know, it's just sexism, man. It's, until we start hiring more women, it's not going to get better. And I, and I have to applaud the UK right now for, you know, in their own way, you know, these incredible young sisters who are killing it, you know, yeah. Yeah. as leaders and as, as, as side artists as well. Um, it's time, you know, it's, it's been time. Absolutely. And, um, I agree with you. You 100%, know, 100%. Yeah. Speaking of time, you know, um, you and I off air, we were chatting, you know, about this new project that's on the horizon. And of course, Coffee FM is getting the scoop on the latest. What's happening there? Getting the exclusive, brother. Well, I'm I'm in Los Angeles right now. We just finished mixing my uh, my newest album, 1978, which comes out in April of next year, 2024. Yeah. And if I could explain it to you in 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 one sentence. If Leon Ware and Jay Dilla produced an album for me, yeah, that's what it sounds like. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you definitely have to share a single now because I mean, <laughs> right now you got me thinking in kind of there are all kinds of directions. So you definitely have to share a single now, though. I'll I'm definitely going to send you as soon as it's mastered. I'll send you some. I'll send you some heat. 
And what else? I mean, let's talk about, you know, the tours. Are you are you probably going to come to Africa soon again? Because, I mean, a lot of us not, didn't get to see you in 2016, you know, except for me anyway. But, you know, a lot of us didn't get to see you. Can we expect something on, on the horizon, maybe? I am on the phone with my agent every year, like, yo, when we going back, we got to go back. This is because it, it was life-changing, you know. Yeah. Um, and I would also love to, you know, uh, spend more time and and, and speak to some of the younger singers and do some classes and courses and panels and things as well, because I think we're living in a very global world now where we need to connect in different ways and share information. Um, And, you know, Instagram, all this stuff is cool for connecting, Mm. but there is something to spending time with people two, three hours in a room, sharing ideas, learning. It's a different thing. So I hopefully next year, um, that's my, my wish. I, I've been, I've been, uh, bugging my agent about it. Like obviously COVID put a, a cramp in many things, but once people hear this album, they're going to be like, yo, we got to get this. We got to get we this. Have to get we got we have yeah. to get it, sir. We really, really have to. And of course, we look forward to everything, you know. I mean, we're going to keep following you around on your social media pages and just to keep up to date with exactly what you're up to. And of course, uh, where you will be doing and what you'll be doing next and what you're listening to next. Of course, to those that want to keep in touch, what is your social media handle again, by the way? Jose James Music, brother. The one mm-hmm. and only. That's it. On on all the on all the platforms, right? On everything. On everything. Yep. Yeah, josejamesmusic.com for every everything and Jose James related. <laughs> Absolutely, we look forward to it. And, and of course, thank you so much, JJ, you know, for taking the time, you know, to spend with us this Sunday on Coffee FM 97.2. And we wish you all the best with the new project. And of course, hoping the universe aligns so that we will see you live once again in our city. Thank you. Much love to you and to all the listeners. And uh, thanks for keeping the music alive, man. It means the most. Absolutely. And we'll do just that. Of course, he's often referred to as a jazz singer. You know, for the hip hop generation, he's the New York based vocalist, Jose James, who combines jazz, soul, drum and bass and spoken word into his own unique brand of vocal jazz. And of course, he was on the K-Jazz show. Slowly dying, angel in the 
Put our hands up to the 